uh, we are live on the gram, but we're also recording a podcast uh, here at Wits Up. Please welcome Ruth. What's your last name that we're using at the moment? Astor. Is it Astor? Yeah. Okay, Ruth Astor. Let's dive straight in. Um, we we're here in Bustleton. It is your first professional race, which is why I wanted to do this live uh, on Instagram as well. Because I'm like, let's just let's show the people what they what they want to see, what's actually happening here is this in Bustle. This is exactly what they want to see. <laughs> um, uh, Jody Moss is waving hello. Um, she wants to see it. She wants to see it. Yeah, she's my heat chamber buddy. So. Oh, heat chamber buddy. Yeah, right. That was in the lead up to Kona, or do you yeah. just often? Uh, just often, no. <laughs> just occasionally pop into the heat chamber and sweat it out together. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Um, okay, exciting. First pro race. Um, let's start with a very obvious question. How are you feeling going into your first pro, first pro um, Ironman race, but first pro race overall, straight to the top? Yep, straight in. Um I think I'm, like, I'm mainly really excited. I think uh, I kind of, I was feeling quite good after Kona and thought, why not? Let's give it a go. It's kind of chasing a bit more sunshine as well. Kind of <laughs> getting back from Kona to England where it was cold, dark, raining. Um, it's a bit miserable. So it seemed quite easy to get to. Um, now there's a direct flight, 16 and a half hours, but you know, it's not. Wait, London and Perth. Mm. London and Perth. Yeah. Oh. It's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought, why not? Let's come give it a go. Well, there's kind of like less pressure. So I think I kind of feel like I'm just still an age grouper. So um Apart yeah. from the fact you're getting hard hitting questions from the media now. Yes. <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, like mainly excited. I think it's definitely gonna be some nerves when I step onto that start line and I think actually standing next to some of the people that I've been watching race for like the last few years like Sarah Pampiano and Therese Adam, people like that, like that's going to be pretty epic. But yeah. um, that's kind of part of the fun of doing it and we'll sort of see what happens. I love it. And so one thing I really respect about you is, um, now correct me if I'm wrong, not this year just gone, but the year before in Kona, you finished third age grouper overall. Yeah. And that wasn't good enough for you to go mm. pro. You wanted to win overall age group. Yeah. Uh, and you called it before Kona. I remember actually even interviewing you um, yeah. at our breakfast in Kona and you said, this is what I want to do. I need to, I have to, and I want to win outright Kona age group before I go pro and you did it. And that's why you're sitting here. And I, I rate that. Yeah. How I do think... you respond to that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm great at statements. <laughs> I forget that I have to actually ask a question. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been one to, like, I motivate myself quite a lot with goals. And I think you have to have quite big goals to go after, because otherwise it's kind of, where's the fun in that? Um, and I think, like, so actually, like, the year, like, last year, I that was also my goal, to try and be the overall age group winner. Um, and I got run down by two amazing women. Like, one of them was, like, 45 years old and had four kids, and I was just like... <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, like, incredible. Um, So I was like, you know, I've obviously got to come back up my game. But yeah, I think, again, this year I've still been working, like, really full-time. So I was like, I can't really realistically go pro and, like, make the changes to be good enough 
to compete. And I think like for me, it's, I always want to be able to actually compete. I think just being in like a pro race is like, I, I don't know, like I'm very competitive, so I don't think I'd find it that fun. And I think, you know, we do triathlon because it's fun or we should do it because it's fun. Yeah. Um, and like, I wouldn't want to take the, the fun out of it. So I'm hoping <laughs> we'll find out on Sunday uh, <laughs> that I'm now at a point where, like maybe not this race, but I think by next year when I've had like a good winter of training, then like, I should be at a point where I can actually be like reasonably competitive. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think that for me, like, I felt like if I won Kona overall as an age grouper, then at least I'd feel like, well, like there'll be other age groupers that will be going pro. So at least I know I'm like one of the best doing that but yeah yeah like we'll find out on Sunday where I'm at compared to the pros it's obviously like a completely different race like even if you look at times not not compared to the pros compared to the other pros the other pros you, you are a <laughs> professional the other now pros. I've, not, professional. I've not picked up my pro number yet <laughs> oh it doesn't happen until you tomorrow when I go on. register right, <laughs> then I'll be doing all my like excited Instagram of oh I've got a pro number <laughs> <laughs> do you know what number you've got yet 55 Oh, all right. Do you reckon that number's got any significance? No. <laughs> Let me know after Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe then it'll become my lucky number. <laughs> um. So okay. So I think, and I was having this discussion with a mate today because I was talking about you behind your back. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was discussing what I just said to you then that I love that you, you didn't you didn't go pro too too early. Like you Mm. really wanted to make sure that you were best of the best before you stepped up. Uh, And that's no disrespect to anyone else, but I, like, I really, I I rate that Mm. Um, because I think people don't fully understand the difference between, you know, it's actually quite a leap from Mm. going top age grouper to professional. And I know you haven't raced as a pro yet, but have you already started to see a bit of a difference in terms of, well, you're sitting here doing a podcast with me. I would have had you as an age grouper anyway. But, um, but you know, are you noticing any changes already? Not yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I probably have to go and do some races and probably be quite good before <laughs> before much changes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll find out, you know, maybe having – the different star, you know, I think like for me, the thing that mm. I think is going to feel the most different is, uh, and especially on Sunday, because there's such a big gap between the women and then the age group men is that actually I'm probably going to spend most of the race on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Which. That'd be very different for you. It's very different because I've basically spent all the last races around men. Yeah. So it's like, that's going to feel quite weird and probably quite lonely. Um, and I think my main aim is to not get completely dropped on the swim (laughs) and hopefully not be the last out of the water. Um, But yeah, I think, I don't think much has changed yet, but who knows, see what happens next year. Obviously when I go and like win everything. (laughs) Oh, she's called it here, folks. Uh, She's called it here first. Um, Okay. Zwift Academy. Looked phenomenal. Mm. The entire process from the, um, what do you even say, the the qualification process to actually making the team to seeing you guys up close and personal in in Kona Mm. and watching um, the the team sort of come together. And it it looked like a a really neat little gig. Um, 
what were some of the highlights? I mean, the whole thing was pretty unbelievable. Like, I actually said to them after Kona, I was like, if I do qualify for Kona as a pro, like, I don't know how I'm going to come back after that Exactly. Because, like, yeah. obviously the support we had is probably better than, like, 95% of the pros out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, like, the highlights, definitely just everything they did for us in Kona. Like, the whole thing... Uh, you know, like they flew us out there, they put us up in our accommodation, we had a chef, we had a mechanic, we got driven everywhere. Yeah. Like, it was literally like living this whole parallel life yeah. of like being treated like some kind of celebrity. Well, it felt like that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think like the other best thing for me was actually having that camaraderie. Like, I think we actually all got on really well. Yeah. Um, and having... I think especially like on race day itself like actually seeing people at different points in the course being able to like shout to each other encourage each other like that made it quite special yeah um, and you guys are so easy to see as well yeah like, bright orange <laughs> yeah you're very very obvious yeah. out there yeah it's very Smart. good for the spectators so uh, uh, yes yeah <laughs> know what we're doing so yeah that's probably the highlights I think the, the other one would then be when we first got together they flew us out to San Francisco um to the specialized headquarters um so we got to see like the wind tunnel we got to see all the like behind the scenes at specialized and like how they test stuff and and like that was pretty amazing as well like, i think you know what goes into making a bike mm. is actually you know i had no idea so like yeah that was really cool and getting to meet everyone and yeah sort of hang out with tim don and sarah true whatever nobodies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah speaking of nobodies susie cheatham's waving hello she knows i love her um so okay so essentially your year as a zwift academy tri academy ambassador is almost over no finish the day after kona it's over over (laughs) cutthroat (laughs) you're out so what 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 happens uh with with the athletes now um, or specifically you? Well, uh, <laughs> good question. Um, no, they. I feel like they're keen to keep something going. Uh, I think especially like there's four of us that are going pro next year, so it's obviously quite oh wow, pretty good story. Um, yeah. So I think like they're keen for something. We're just not sure what that looks like yet. Um, yeah. So maybe something. I was kind of hinting that maybe if they wanted to put us up again in Kona, if we make it, <laughs> yep, would be really nice. Yeah. Um, I've tried to. Put my foot in the door there as well. <laughs> Try and open yeah. it. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I'm not sure from that side. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think like I'm kind of, to be honest, I've not really done very much since Kona uh, in terms of looking at sponsors or anything because actually I've still been working and trying to hand over my job. Um, yeah. Because as of January, I'm going to go down to one day a week. Uh, oh, okay. So I can actually train and sleep, hopefully. Yeah. Is that from <laughs> five days down to one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun but yeah so I've not really done a huge amount in terms of looking at like who can I get sponsors etc yeah I'm expecting it to be quite hard and to be honest uh, I've actually I've put myself in a position where like I don't really need to chase sponsors next year like I wanted it to be no pressure yeah I can go and experience it see how it goes yeah Um, like I'll approach the people whose stuff I like if they want to sponsor me brilliant if not I can survive for yep. a year and then kind of reevaluate. Um, okay. So yeah, kind of see what happens. But. Yeah, right. 
So Good if anyone on. out there wants to... Yeah. <laughs> Hi! Hello. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so we're going to have to... Because um, as you know, the podcast... Uh, well, I assume you know. You listen to our podcast, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say no, am I? <laughs> well, I'm going to test you on it uh, towards the end. Okay. Um, we, we're actually going to have to say goodbye to our Instagram followers uh, because we're going to move on to other things and they're going to have to wait for the podcast to be released. If I'm still wide awake in a couple of hours, I might even edit it and get it up first oh. thing tomorrow morning. You never know. Um, so um, I just noticed, though, uh, a friend of mine who I know, Peter Demeski, has joined, and he's actually doing his first iron distance race here yeah. this weekend. Amazing. So I'm going to ask on his behalf. Um, sorry, I'm just uh, – we've got that in the She's background. Awake. And I think <laughs> I think Ruth just woke Frankie up. Um, do you have any advice for first timers doing the yeah first first iron distance timers? So I think probably my main advice would be don't have expectations. Ah. Uh, I think when I did my first one in Lanzarote, uh, oh, so you picked an easy one for your first one? Well, I was like, <laughs> if, I, if I want to go to Kona, I need to do a hard one. Um, <laughs> yes. And also, like the bike's my strength, so I didn't want to go do a flat one when everyone's in a big draft pack. Like, yeah, that wasn't for me. Um, yeah. But I think I went in probably a bit cocky. Like I'd had some good results over 70.3 and I was a bit like, yeah, Ironman's going to be fine. It's just double that. Um, and kind of, I had a terrible day. I was basically just like sick the whole way through. And then the run was basically like from Portaloo to Portaloo. So it was like oh. horrendous. But I think I went in with too much expectations. Then it was like a massive disappointment. So I almost think just like take it for what it is, try and enjoy it. Um... I actually think this course looks like it'd be a really good one in terms of like the support. Like I think mm. having like two loops on the bike, you're always going to be able to see people, and then like the four loops on the run, like there'll be amazing support. So it's like draw off that, take the energy from the crowds, and just like, try and enjoy it. Like there's going to be some really shit moments. Can I swear on that? You can absolutely <laughs> swear. Um, like it's a really long day. Like even if you're really quick, it's a really long day. So like there will be shit moments when you don't feel great and you're wondering why on earth you're doing it. <laughs> but you just got to have the confidence that like you'll ride that out and it'll get better. Um, and yeah, like have some fun with it. Smile at people. People cheer much more loudly when you smile at them. So true. Go and have some fun. You only get one chance to do your first iron distance. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Um, we're going to sign off from Instagram. We're going to keep going with the rest of the podcast. So thank you for joining us. If you want to wave to all the peoples. Uh, <laughs> all the peoples. <laughs> signing out. <laughs> Peace. Are you sure you want to end your life? Everything's got warnings. Yes. Are I want you sure? To end. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, God. So I was telling a story to a friend yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. It probably was three weeks ago. I've got no idea. Um, about a date that I went on years ago. Yeah. And I had to let him down gently via text message. That there was no spark there and everything. Um, via text message? Well, he texts me. Okay. Like, I, I didn't think that <laughs> – I didn't think there was going to be a follow-up text okay. because the date was yeah. very bland. And then he texts me the next day saying, <laughs> had a great time, oh. let's do it again. And I'm like, what date were you on? Mm-hmm. And he, <clears throat> um, I let him down gently because I'm very polite um oops turn that off um and uh yeah I, there was not much chemistry nice guy yeah. blah, blah 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 his response are you sure and i'm like what? 
Uh, oh, wait, actually, How you're much? right. I've actually, got a question. Yeah. I've reconsidered. The yes. chemistry just came. <laughs> I'm feeling it now. What? Yeah. I mean, I the wish. desperation in your text message yeah. makes me want to jump your bones. Yeah. Yeah. That's what right. everyone wants. Desperate. Okay. <laughs> It was the first box I ticked. Like on the, I think desperate needy man. Yeah, apply here. I think it was RSVP was the uh, dating website back in the day that I. Anyway, Anyway. uh, I digress. Okay, so we've uh, obviously talked about triathlon. It'll probably come back up at some stage again. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But I want to talk about. um, Someone's just text me text message me saying. Uh, just did a bit of a stalk. I actually got to read this out. Okay. <laughs> wow, what a story! Breaks collarbone and goes on to win age group in Kona. Wow, thanks for bringing. Blah blah blah. The rest is about me, which is really nice. But this is about you. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let's let's talk about the broken collarbone. Yeah. We will talk about triathlon, yeah. and then I've got so many other things okay. I want to talk to you about. Um, okay, so. You, you broke your collarbone. It was before 70.3 Worlds, mm-hmm. and you still raced there, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. You still managed to race there. What was the thought process going into that race, knowing that you hadn't been able to swim very much, if at all? I've um, done a week. A week of swimming. A week of swimming. <laughs> um, and obviously, Kona was the, the big yeah. thing. So what was the thought process going into Seventy points. What were you thinking? What was no. I thinking? Um, so like Nice, I think. So like as soon as I broke my collarbone, I actually I wrote Nice off because I was like, it's it was five weeks after my surgery, um, so it must have been like six weeks after the crash. And obviously, like you have to the first four weeks post surgery, you're not allowed to lift your arm above ninety degrees. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like there'd been no swimming, um, apart from like a couple of little 2k splashes that week leading up to Nice. Uh, I'd done like a lot on the turbo, so actually I got back on the turbo like two days after my surgery and I was also quite lucky in that I managed to get running, I think maybe like nine days after surgery and like- What? It, yeah, like it felt fine. Like I've got friends that took the majors, but like for me I was like jogging and actually it felt- On a treadmill or no not outside i don't have a treadmill so i was just like outside like very slowly carefully but um oh my god so like, actually i was really lucky in that so i managed to get moving again quite quickly so yeah, like right. the bike and the run i was kind of like i mean i, I wasn't feeling confident at all for it but anyway I was, i'd written this off but um i was always going to go out because i had loads of friends from the club going out so i was like either way it'll be a really fun weekend like, go and support everyone. Like, I never do that because I'm far too selfish. But, uh, <laughs> I also just love that you said, I've got some friends and we went out, some friends from the club that we went out. Like, it sounds like you're actually going out in town. Yeah. The way you, yeah. Anyway, Nice was, like, the best after party. Really? Yeah, we'll, we can talk about that after. But, Better um, than Charmed Roth? Oh, they did Yeah, yeah okay, no, carry on. We, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, All right. But the... So, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go out anyway. And then... I was basically like, I'm just, I said to my coach, Will, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take all my stuff out and if I feel good on the morning, I'll just race because yeah. why not? Like, basically the main risk is that I fall off the bike again, but, yeah. you know, that might happen. I might get hit by a truck walking across the road in London. So yeah. it's like, I don't think you can live like that anyway. Yeah. But I was like, I'll give it a test swim, see how this, because the swim is what I was most worried about, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. it's quite a, when you get set off in age groups like that, it's all quite hectic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I did like a little practice swim the day before and I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel terrible. Um, and woke up in the morning and I, I did like a recce of the bike course two days before. 
Uh, and I was like, this bike course is incredible. Yeah. Like, you really did the whole course? Yeah. Because I, I was like, I have no expectation for this. So I yeah, okay. I was just training that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Will was like, well, we're not going to tape you because you're not going to have a good result. Because like look yeah. at what you've been doing the last five weeks yeah. which had basically involved wallowing in chocolate but um, <laughs> so yeah so I'd done the bike course and I was like this looks amazing I really really like, I'd really like to be able to race it because this on closed road would be like incredible yeah. so yeah I wake up in the morning I was like I'm just going to do it and you know like I have no expectations let's just go and enjoy it have fun um, yeah. and then enjoy the after party <laughs> um, so yeah so I was like having like having a good race there was like completely unexpected like the swim I think I was about maybe like four or five minutes slower than I'd want to be yeah but like that's gonna happen when you've had like six weeks of no swimming so yep. <laughs> surprise surprise fair enough yeah um and like the bike course is just like I had so much fun and actually the main thing I took from that was I really enjoyed the descent and like I'm not a massive descender usually yeah and right. I was really nervous about it because obviously I was like I think I'm going to be really scared going around some of these like slightly more technical bits with loads yeah. of people around. Were you on a TT bike there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I've got disc brakes. So that oh, actually, okay. that, that was really good. Um, oh, interesting. I want to I yeah. touch on that. Disc yeah. brakes, disc you brakes, definitely prefer? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, right. I think like, maybe if you're doing just like flat courses all the time, not an issue, but yeah. any course with hills makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then actually I got a run PB, so... <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, so that like that all went really well, and like, I had so much fun. Um, so yeah, like, I'm I'm really glad I did it, and like it get it shows that if you take some of the expectation away and yeah. some of the pressure, and actually just enjoy it, like it's yeah. really good fun. Yeah. Um, and then the yes, yeah, so in Nice, there's this uh, a bar called Wayne's. Yeah. That is like basically like it's kind of got like a little bar at the front, and then it's got this like little sweaty like student room at the back. That oh. has like either a DJ or live bands playing, yeah. And basically, everyone just gets up and dances on the tables, and you like literally as you walk in, like you just like it's so sweaty, like it's, it's kind of like you have to be drunk because otherwise it's like disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> but it's just like proper cheesy, crappy music. And oh my god, that dancing all night long. So we did that Saturday night and Sunday night, and it's great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Nice is good after party. All right, that is very good to know. That yeah. sounds like my kind of party for You'd sure. Like mm. Um. So you said that you, your mindset going into it, obviously zero expectations, mm. and everything, but then, and you had a great, you had a great day, but then Kona, I assume mm. you, well, you did have very high expectations, yeah. but you still nailed it. Yeah. Actually, but, I tried, <laughs> I tried quite hard to reset my expectations post collarbone because yeah right uh i like i was swimming I, like it was really i was swimming really really well before the collarbone yeah so i was a bit like the bit that i was most worried about the swim and the run as well actually like i had a bit of a niggle before roth um but it felt like i'd recovered quite well from roth um so i was looking forward to having like a really good block of running and swimming like before kona um so i felt like i really missed out on that so I was quite worried. Um, so yeah, so like I kind of, I tried to reset my expectations to be like, you know, like you're here with all the team. It's going to be really fun. Like you need to just try and enjoy it. But obviously like I knew that that, I knew I'd be really, really disappointed at not winning. Yeah. Um, but I also knew that if that happened, then, you know, like there is reason for it and that I couldn't be like too hard on myself. But yeah, I mean, obviously like race day, I was like, I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like it's, it's just hard because you 
the other thing with those races, like you never really know where you are. So like I had no idea yeah. where I was until coming onto the run. Actually, I had I got one split shouted at me, uh, maybe like two k before T two. But yeah. it was one of the Zwift guys, and he told me that I had a one minute thirty lead. Yeah, and I was like. And like by that point, I was like, I knew I'd had a really good bike because I'd only been overtaken by like one guy. So I was like, I know I'm going quite well. And I'd caught like a couple of my friends, uh, some of my guy friends from the club who'd started like 20 minutes before me. So I was, and like, they're quite decent athletes. So I was a bit like, well, if I've caught them, like I must be going quite well on the bike. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there's either like another like Uber biker here or there's like just someone ridiculous that I probably can't beat. Um, yeah. And then I got out on the run and like 2K in, uh, I saw Tash and she was like, you've got a 10 minute lead. I was like, okay, that's a bit better, but still. Well, I'm Tash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, like the year before, I'd had like a, I think like a seven or eight minute lead over those two women that then ran past me. Yeah, right. Because um, they did like a 315 marathon and I did like a 330 marathon <laughs> Ugh, last rubbish. year. So, um, so still Wait, I was. What did you do this year? What, mar- what marathon? 317. Three seventeen. We're getting there. It's getting better. It's getting better. Um, Nice. So yeah, so I was still like quite nervous on the run. I was like, I just need to run. I just need to hold it together. I went way too hard down Alihi Drive because it's just so much fun that bit. Um, But then managed to kind of hold it together and yeah, got around. But I'd have to like the biggest feeling coming across that finish line was like mainly relief. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because I was like, I've built up all year and I've told so many people that I want to win. (laughs) <laughs> but like if I don't it's just going to be a bit yeah shit <laughs> so at what stage did you know for sure that you were in the lead because people can give you splits and can tell you stuff mm. and but still in the back of your mind mm. I mean I think like when when Tosh told me like you're like you're winning and you're 10 minutes ahead yeah I was like well either the track has gone like really wrong yeah or I kind of trust that yeah and then, like, coming back when I saw her again and she was like, yeah, definitely in the lead. The lady behind you is in your age group. And then the third person yeah, was right. actually my teammate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, by that point, I was like, hey, it seems like the tracker is all right. Yeah, yeah. So, should be should be okay. Yeah. yeah. What was the first thing you thought about when you crossed the line? Uh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, to, like, I mean, to be honest... I was mainly thinking about when can I go and sit down because like that last six, seven K was like really painful. Yeah. I got this like pain in my knee. My legs were kind of felt like they were on the verge of cramping. I actually like found, uh, I found a guy. <laughs> I seem to just pick up random guys at water stations and that last bit of Kona like happened, <laughs> happened the year before. Like I bumped into a guy that I know and he ran with me for that last bit and happened again this year. Um, and he really kept me going. Like basically any water station where I was trying to walk a bit, he was like, come on, you need to keep going. That's cool. <laughs> Which is great. So like we kind of like swapped around a little bit and helped pace each other back. But yeah, that last two, like running down Polani, I was basically like, please don't collapse legs. Please don't, you know, like keep going, keep going. It really yeah. hurts, but just keep going. Um, so yeah, I was mainly just thinking about, oh, I just want to sit down, get something to eat, something to drink. Yeah. Then you obviously get whipped off to the doping control. <laughs> so well, not to- obviously. Okay, if you come top three, yep. you get taken off to doping control. Um, top three age group overall. Age group overall. Yep. Um, which is also very cool because, like, Anne Haug was there, Lucy Charles was there. Like, oh, so they, wow. They were still, like, because it obviously takes everyone quite a long time yeah. <laughs> to actually go to where we... Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so then you get... But then, but you're not allowed to eat or drink anything other than water 
or I think they've maybe got like some energy drink or something disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so basically that whole time I was like, right, I need to like drink lots of water so I can get this done. So then I can go and get something proper <laughs> to eat and drink. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the main feeling was relief. And then actually my coach was just past the finish line because he was racing. Oh, cool. Um, so I got to see him and we had a bit of a hug and a bit of a cry and yeah, that was right. very nice. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, right. mainly relief. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Have you been through drug testing before or was that the first time? Uh, no, so actually last year I got drug tested way more. Uh, I actually had... I oh, had, over a series of races? Yeah, well, oh. no, it was all around Kona, but I had oh, okay. one three weeks before Kona, they came to my house in London. Really? Yeah. Uh, which I think someone must have thought I was dodgy and like said something to someone because like that's quite what? out of character. Yeah. To come and test an age grouper yeah. at my house. Um. And then I had one when I registered in Kona and then one after the race in Kona. So I had three drug tests within like three weeks. In 2018 or this year? In 2018. Really? This year I just had the one when I crossed the finish line. Yeah, see, that makes sense. That makes more sense. I mean, it still makes not that much sense because it's like, what kind of fucking idiot would you be to still be doping if you are doping? Well, there's fucking idiots. I mean, there are, but like... (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, so like that, that was quite, I thought that was quite strange that, see, I think last year someone must have said something or thought I was dodgy, but. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Let's, let's do some investigative mm, like journalism who was it? find out who it was. <laughs> wow. Mm. Okay. So, um, we haven't got off triathlon topic, oh, yeah. even though I tried. <laughs> um, try geeks. Yes. Um, okay. So you were, or still are one day a week. A banker? Uh, I will be... So I'm still full-time until January, but yes, a banker. What does a banker mean? I feel like a banker... Mm, can mean anything. Yes. yes. So you remember on Friends how they always used to ask Chandler what he does? Yeah. And no one no one can answer it. I don't feel like anyone who works in... Ba- unless you tell me you're a bank teller, no. I don't know what you do. What did you still do until January? Um, That's so, some great English. Yeah, uh, the role I've been doing, um, like my title is executive assistant, which for a lot of people they think it's a personal assistant because it's like different, like basically what we call a personal assistant. Lots of other people call an executive assistant, but right, basically it's not it's not the admin stuff. It's kind of I'm basically like my boss's like right hand person, I'd say. So right. like I help him with anything from like strategy to PowerPoint presentations to briefing notes for staff to... A PowerPoint presentation still a thing. Yeah, oh, in the bank they are a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> they take up countless hours of really wasted time. Um, the banking sector oh. is bankrolling PowerPoint presentations. Yeah. And Excel spreadsheets. Lots of fun. Yeah, right. Um, it's a bit of that, or it could be like people-related stuff, or it could be like some of his leadership development stuff like ah. there's like basically a whole range of stuff um how does one how did you get into that kind of role uh i did like a general management grad scheme with the bank um, uh, and okay. then basically went into those kind of like business management roles right okay so like for me, i quite like the you basically you get like the high level without having to be at that like really high grade because you basically have to have been in the bank for like 20 years to, okay. <laughs> to get up there but you yep. get to see like everything they see 
Right. Um, so, like, my boss sits on the board, so I basically get to see, like, everything he sees, ah. um, which is really interesting, because I'm basically just very nosy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, that's great. <laughs> um, and you get to be involved in, like, those kind of really high-level strategic discussions, which is, like, really interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, but it is, like, it has been really intense. Um, like, my boss is, well, he's not... I guess I've just about moved over and I've handed my job off, yeah. which is actually really nice. But um, he like he's a real workaholic, but yeah. like in, in a good way. And like he gets to the triathlon stuff, and he's basically like supportive as long as I get my work done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he manages to survive on about five hours sleep, and yeah, he's right. just like he's insane. Like his capacity to concentrate, I've never met anyone like him. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, like it was very intense and quite long hours yeah but I think like I think you meet a lot of people like that that it kind of means the triathlon training is like your it's like the mental release and like the stress release uh and I think like I was actually having a discussion with my boss I think the fact that I do the triathlon stuff makes me better at my job because it's like yeah I have more motivation to be really efficient with work so I can get off and train yeah um and I think generally just being fit and healthy also is helpful De- oh definitely so. yeah i certainly notice it um and i'm in no way comparing myself to you or any other professional athlete but on a very basic mm. exercise yeah. level i i notice that i don't function anywhere near as well yeah. um and i think it's a it's a combination of physical mental and emotional as well definitely um yeah my goal for 2020 is to sort that shit out and get some <laughs> Get back to being fit. So you're going to find another couple of hours a day. <laughs> 27 hour days and 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so before we hit go. Was it before we hit go yeah. that I was talking about? <laughs> I got no idea. That's what I was going to tell you. Yeah, I was um, just at a friend's house earlier and I was saying things like, I hate relying on other people because I just, it, it, not that other people let you down or anything, but I just. You're a control freak. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that's what people in the banking world want to call it, then sure. Put a label on it. <laughs> yeah. Def- I'm 100% a control freak. And it's what – you know when you go into an interview, not this kind of interview, mm. and they say to you, what's your, um, what, uh, like, worst mm. What are your development attribute? areas? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I used, always used to think – Oh, it's such a hard question, but I was like, oh, I know for sure what my issues are. And it's, I'm a control freak, so I want to do everything. But then, you know, you, you always spin it to be positive yeah. and everything. I'm a perfectionist. Ah, uh, yes, that classic. one. Yes, yeah. But I, where was this conversation going? <laughs> Something about getting more hours in a day? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. It's It's been a long yeah. couple of days. <laughs> it's only going to get longer. Uh, correct because you've got to get 27 hours Uh, okay now back to i do apologize that was meant to be a tangent and i actually got completely lost halfway through it uh so we're gonna go back to you which is what everyone's here to listen to who everyone is here to listen to not what um i should be an editor or something um you're obviously a very competitive person where do you think that comes from my Into- family. <laughs> I, I figured. Yeah. Although I'm a very competitive person and no one else in my okay. family is. So I don't know. I'm like the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Anyway, 
in your family. Mm-hmm. Mum, dad? Uh, they're both very competitive. Really? In different ways. Um, so Ooh. I would say like they're not uh, they're not sporty. They're active, but they're not like sporty. But okay. they're like mum goes out of her way to cheat at games so that she can win. Stop it. <laughs> I love that you've just thrown her under the bus. She like, like, and she'll do it blatantly and then deny all knowledge um, and blame it on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always funny. Um, that's, a, that's a sign of a great marriage there. Yeah, do, uh, do you think they'll listen to this podcast? Uh, probably if I send it to them. <laughs> I'm going to find Otherwise it. not, because like they're, like they're not really into triathlon. Um, that's other right. Other than like, supporting me. But. Yeah, okay. Uh, and yeah, and dad's just kind of, I think he's just competitive in a more like a kind of ambitious way rather than like strictly competitive. Um, and then I'm one of four. So yeah, that obviously makes for us all being quite competitive. Yeah. Um, again, from anything like we often go, so like I get, we're all quite sporty, um, and we'll go and do, uh, if we're all at home for Christmas, which is a rarity now that we're all grown up. Um, yeah. but if we are like, we'll go on like a Christmas morning run and there's like a little loop <laughs> from my parents house they're up in the lake district so it's very lovely um and they've got this nice little hill it's basically like a sort of 30 40 minute loop um and it'll basically just be a race and it'll be a on christmas morning on christmas morning brilliant <laughs> um so yeah like it's, it's always been quite like we're all quite competitive and i think uh we all help kind of spur each other on a little bit um like it's fun though it's good yeah where, where do you fit in the line of siblings guess Oh, um, oh, that's a hard oh, yeah. one. <laughs> Wait, brothers or sisters? I've got two brothers and sister. Like that was going to help oh, no. me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to say that you're the baby, but oh, you're not giving me anything. <laughs> I'm making you guess. Second youngest. Yeah. Ah! On. <laughs> Classic middle child. Yes, yeah, I'm a middle child too. I, I felt I sensed something. The middle child vibes. Yeah, I could I could sense it. Um Okay, second youngest, who's below you? My younger brother. Right, and it basically ha- goes sister, brother, me, little brother. Ah. And what's the age? Uh, so it's two years between all of us, other than me and my younger brother, whether it's like nearly four. Okay, that took me a second. When you said there's two years between four of you, I'm like, hang on a second. Gotcha. Yeah. The, so that's that's like the different two, gaps. Two, yeah. Yeah, right. Ah. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Uh, my older sister is a GP. Yeah. Um, oh, God. In Edinburgh. Uh, although now she's just had her second baby. Uh, she's on maternity leave. Yeah. Um, my older brother does some kind of project management for BT. Um, What's BT? Uh, as in British Telecom. That does like BT Sport and oh, okay. like BT Internet. Yep. Is that actually just a British thing? It might be. <laughs> if the B stands for... British, yep. probably. Yeah, yep. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so arrogant and colonial that I think British stuff is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of BBC... Yeah, no, it's not that. So. What's that? British Broadcasting, is that? Yeah, British Broadcasting Company. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, my younger brother does like financial PR, so we've all gone into quite different stuff. But all very high achieving stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right. 
Okay, so Christmas morning, 30 to 40 minute run, who wins? Uh, and who cheats like your mum? <laughs> None of us cheat. You can't really cheat. Um, it's usually between my brothers, basically because it's like, uh, it's kind of like cross country going down and like uh, they're both much more risk taking. So Yeah, right. Uh, whereas I'm usually slightly more sensible. Yeah. And actually like, they're both just like, so my, my younger brother's like a real natural runner. Uh, so like he just, he doesn't really have to train. Like he went off last year and did like one of those ultra marathon trails in like the Alps. Yeah. yeah. like a casual like 100k or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he was trying to persuade me to do that next year. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I think I might plan a race that weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then my older brother again, he's just naturally sporty. So, and he will push himself to kill himself to try and win so yeah right so yeah and then to be fair my sister was also a very natural runner but she's not been doing that much given the babies so yeah and the um, GPing yeah um so what do they think of you turning pro um I, I think they're all quite excited like I said my parents are a bit more uh they find it very strange yeah um, I how, think, old, how old are you uh 30 right uh yeah I think they like, it's just so different to anything they know in terms of, like, they've got yeah. no friends that do, like, professional sport. It's such, like, alien world. And mum was a bit like, so, like, you have to try and make your money through sponsorship. And I was like, yeah, uh, pretty much. Because the, like, prize money is basically non-existent. Um, yeah. And she, like, they find that whole concept really odd. Do they, um, do they see it as a massive risk? Oh, yeah. 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 So, actually, they were much, like, originally I was going to go... Uh, like fully on sabbatical from January yeah um, but then basically sort of thought about a bit more spoke to a few more people and a lot of people kind of say actually it's better to have something so that's like your whole focus isn't just triathlon right so I was like, if I do one day a week then I still get all the like extra recovery I want but I still have something that keeps my brain going yeah um so you spoke to quite a few pros before yeah you're you talking about yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think most of them said it's good to have yeah like another focus something else to like, I think especially if you've maybe it's a bit different if you haven't come from like a corporate background mm. but I think if you have come from that like it's quite good to have yeah just something else to think about so yeah like we'll we'll go with that and see what happens so like they're a bit more comfortable now that I'm doing that yeah again they were like <laughs> you're gonna go to like no income I was like mm, yeah I'm really not sure how I feel about that either so at least yeah. now I've got like a bit of baseline income yeah um, but yeah, I think like my brothers and sister, like they were quite excited about it. I think yeah. like they obviously get it a lot more. They've seen, and they've, you know, they've also got friends that do triathlon and stuff. So like they kind of understand that whole world a bit more. So yeah, I think like generally they were quite excited to see what happens, but it's definitely a bit alien to, to my parents. Yeah. That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see yeah. how they, how they evolve, mm. I guess over the next 12 months and see how you're going yeah. and. Um, yeah. What did you want to do when you're at school? What did you want to grow Ooh, up to I had be? all sorts. Um, I went through a stage of wanting to be a lawyer. Uh, uh, I wanted to be a lawyer Then I did work experience and was like, this is boring. I did work experience <laughs> too. Yeah. Did you just photocopy stuff? Yes. yes. Why did like, they do that? The law fucking handbook or something. Yeah. yeah. So. Although, I'm, sorry. I was going to say, and also the thought of having to go and do like a law degree and then like extra like extra exams was like no yeah I'm not sure about that yeah yeah fair enough I think one of the things that put me off was a the photocopying yeah and then b I just I couldn't get out of my head that 
Um, maybe I'd watch too much like Ally McBeal or something. <laughs> Do you remember Ally McBeal? Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't want to defend someone who I knew would be guilty, yeah. and I just I couldn't. That's what broke me. I was like, I I can't. I, I can't. can't be a solicitor. Yeah, or a prosecutor or something. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, when you've got more hours in your day, yes. You can go back and maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so lawyer. Yeah, well, I went through a stage of maybe wanting to be a doctor, but that was basically when I just had like kind of no idea. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe, maybe doctor. Maybe doctor. What, what kind of doctor? Like GP. I mean, I had no idea what kind. Yeah, okay. I mean, obviously, like surgeon would be quite cool, but <laughs> that's from watching like Grey's Anatomy. So. <laughs> Do you still watch Grey's Anatomy? I've not watched it for ages. That was like a big school thing. Like, yeah, I was right. completely obsessed. Um, I still watch it. This it's kind of there's too many seasons now. No, yeah, but, still good. No, so you're about to spend twelve months where you have to make rest and recovery <laughs> a priority. Mm-hmm. You can. I can get through it. Go back. Yeah. Go back to the very start. Oh no, it's a bit emotionally traumatic. It it's thrown a few oh. Denny, the year of Denny, and yeah. oh that yeah that was bad. Oh, That's a that was... tough one to beat yeah. in terms of tear jerkers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we scratched so doctor off the list. Um, and what else? Like that, they were like the kind of main like I guess professions, and then obviously I went through like stages of thinking that I might be able to be really inventive and like create something and obviously sell it for like billions and become a millionaire (laughs) with no idea about what that would be at all. So that was obviously going nowhere. So Um, entrepreneur was your third one. Yeah. So like those are probably the three ones. Yeah. And then I basically ended up doing history at uni because I liked reading. Um, And actually I wanted to do English, but they didn't let me into the unis I wanted to go to for English. So... (laughs) (laughs) So I had two gap years and... <laughs> two gap years? Yeah, so... What, back to back? Back to back. Basically, yeah, so I, originally I wanted to do English and uh, I was trying really hard to get into Bristol because that's where my boyfriend was going and I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to go to uni together. Um, I, had, I, had, I had like Bristol, Durham, like basically all the like red brick unis, like the really good unis in... Red in brick. England. Red brick is like the... Basically, like, the ones that are seen to be the best. Um, Like, not the ones that used to be, like, polytechs and, like, lower tier kind of, you know, snobbies. Right. (laughs) English snobby hierarchy of universities. But what what about red brick, do you know? Or is it that's just a... Um, I think, like, traditionally they were built from red brick. Okay, Which is why they're called red brick. Brilliant. Um, Yep. That might be a completely made up fact. <laughs> so, uh, we'll get someone to fact check yeah, later. Um, so yeah, I tried to, I basically didn't get into any of the good universities I wanted to go to. So then tried again the next year with history. Still didn't get into the universities I wanted to go to. Uh, so had to apply again. Uh, so I had my two gap years. Um, right. Of kind of working and travelling and generally having quite a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I did history at uni and then uh, still had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, do you feel like, so you obviously had the gap year. Yeah. And so you've just said that I still didn't know what to do, but mm. did you feel like you, at some stage you had to do uni? Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, like my parents would probably but, disown me if I said I wasn't going to uni. Yeah, right. Um, and also like, I, like all my friends were going to uni, so like I wanted to go to uni. Okay. Um... Basically, it looked like a lot of fun, <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun, so... Were you a bit of a party animal? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I ended up being social sick for the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I have many very embarrassing photos of various dressing up. Um, yeah, from university days. Yeah. Uh, was this before social media? No. Uh, no, 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 there's quite a lot on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> She says as yeah. Steph searches... I think I changed a lot of my settings so reasonably hard to get to, I think, when I started work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I was thinking, still don't really know what I want to do, uh, but I should probably find a graduate scheme. Um, so I applied to all the general management grad schemes because you didn't really have to say what you wanted to do. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's what I then went into with Lloyd's. So. Well, there you go. There we go. Far out. Yeah. You you strike me as a, because I mean I don't know you that well, but it's great getting to know mm. you. You strike me as as a confident person, not a, not mm. arrogant, confident person. Have you ever been at a point where you haven't been confident? I, oh, like, yeah. Sorry, can I reiterate mm. that? Sorry, yeah. like the fact that. I love that you're like, oh, I just, I took two gap years. I did this. I did this. I want to go pro. Like, I, I, I love, it seems, like, I like your approach. It mm. seems, it's great. Like, there's, I, I, I don't think everyone's like that. Not everyone has uh, that confidence. But. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely, I, I actually, I don't think I was that confident, actually, until, I actually think triathlon has made me way more confident. Really? Like 100%. I think. That's awesome. Like, the kind of, the community around it, and then, obviously, having done quite well helps. It's yeah. kind of given me the confidence of, like, here's something I'm actually quite good at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, all through school, like, no, like, I had pretty low confidence all through school. Probably, really? like, most of the way through uni. Um yeah like I was always the like oh like <laughs> I've got chubby legs you know classic like girly things of like I don't yeah. think I look very good so I don't really feel very good and right um and I think also there's always like some it's quite a good school so then there's always like people that are cleverer than you yeah okay better at other stuff so I think like I always had a bit of a uh I guess the kind of no I don't feel amazingly confident and then like coming from a family of high achievers I yeah, have like right. my elder sister who you know got like 11 A stars at GCSE and then went on to go and do like medicine and was like doing really well then I had right. my older brother who was like golden child uh, like could do absolutely no wrong in Is anyone's right? eyes um, ah yeah, he, he's middle child as well he is but he basically he had mum like wrapped around his little finger. So uh, uh, sweet first boy. First boy. Mm, mm. Special. Um so I think always like with with the family as well, I was always a bit like, you know, I always felt like I'm not like the best at like because my sister was like the academic one, my yep. brother was kind of more like the sporty one, and I was like, it's like I'm alright at stuff, but I'm not like the best. Oh. Um so yeah, so yeah, I actually think like triathlon has really helped me become way more confident. Wow. Um, yeah. That's really cool. So, yeah. I mean, not that you didn't feel confident before. <laughs> um, isn't that interesting? Do you look back at yeah. that and find that interesting? Yeah. But I think a lot of people will look back at when they're younger and be like, why did I think that? Yeah. Or like, why, why did I not realise, you know, like, how much better I was than I thought? Or... Yeah. Because like, everyone is very judgmental on themselves, I think, particularly like during those teenage years. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, I definitely kind of look back a bit and it's like, oh, you really need to just get over yourself. And... Yeah, right. 
But then you, you don't know. No. I mean, that's probably led you, helped lead you to where you are today. Mm. And yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't have picked that. Hmm. Like, I, I really like your approach <laughs> to things. Yeah. But then, yeah. I think I've think, always had quite a, like, I think, like, pragmatic, logical approach to stuff. But yeah, I think I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had the confidence, I'd say, like, six years ago to be like, I'm going to take a sabbatical or whatever. Like, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have had anything six years ago to do that for, but... Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> sabbatical but, to go partying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no, like, I think it's definitely kind of shifted my approach a lot in terms of that confidence. Yeah. So triathlon's a game changer for you. Yeah. A life changer. That's cool. Mm. What originally got you into the sport? Um, it was actually work. Oh, God. Uh, they would, they had a load of charity places at the London Tri at the docks. Oh, okay. Um, I was actually training for Berlin Marathon at the time, and I was so bored of running. Yeah. I'd like... I was, well, I was nearly a year into work, so I'd had nearly a year in London. I hadn't been playing hockey. I kind of missed having like something competitive yeah um so yeah i went and did it for work and it was good fun really enjoyed it um kind of did all right so i was like oh this could be quite fun to do join my local tri club um met all these amazing people that next year like joined all the little local triathlons like sprint triathlons olympic distance triathlons and just like yeah. just really enjoyed it um, yeah. And then I started hearing about, oh, you can go do like the age group stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to go and like compete for GB, like have the proper like little geeky, I want to wear the tri suit and like <laughs> me too, compete me too. for my country. Um, and then started hearing people talk about Kona. And I was like, what is this Kona yeah. thing that people talk about? Because um, like when I first joined the tri club, I was like, <coughs> people who do Iron Man, like Iron Man is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, having just done a marathon, it's like, uh, how you do that yeah. after all that other stuff, like, yeah. completely, utterly bonkers mad. But then you see more people that have done them, you're like, well, if you can do one, like, I can do one. Yeah. Um, and then you hear about Kona, and then you're like, oh, well, I definitely need to try and get there. So it, it all kind of, like, escalated very quickly from yeah. being a little <laughs> bit fun to, like, I'm now taking this quite seriously. I'm now one of those, like, way too enthusiastic age groupers. That, yeah. Like, it's like, ooh, a special helmet that will save me, like, two seconds. <laughs> Get me in. <laughs> I can't do it up, so Absolutely I've lost not. a minute in mm. transition, but... <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, right. So I've got, like, definitely, like, escalated quite quickly, but... Yeah. What? Sorry, uh, when was your first try? What uh, year? 2013. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. So... Going back to you sort of second-guessing yourself when you were mm. younger, how do you think your younger self would respond to you saying, hey, you're a professional mm. athlete? God, I think, yeah, I would never have imagined that I'd be able to be a professional athlete yeah. back then. Like, so I was always, you know, so I played a lot of hockey throughout school and uni, uh, but I was always the one I had, like, zero skill. I just ran around the pitch a lot. So, like... <laughs> Again, like, I never felt like I was actually, like, I always felt on the uni team, I was like, I'm only here because I can run. Like, I don't really, like, I don't really deserve to be here. Like, if you look at the other skills that people have got. Yeah. Um, but again, that was all, like, kind of part of my mindset of, I yeah. don't really think I'm good enough. And, uh, yeah, so I think, like, literally, if you told me back then, oh, one day you're going to go and be a professional athlete, I would have just laughed in your face and be like, yeah. don't be so ridiculous. Yeah, right. But, 
how things change. Is it nice to say to yourself, I, I am good enough? Like now that you actually think about it, because just chatting here, you said quite a few times, yeah. I was never good enough. I wasn't good yeah. enough. But, uh, well, I mean, like we'll find out on Sunday. If I no, no, no. No, forget about that. Um, you you are more than good enough because you, well, A, you won your age group uh, in Kona, but mm. you, you have qualified to be a professional triathlete. So you, you are. I think there's still, I think you get this with a lot of like competitive people as well, though, is that like, <laughs> you, like you're never content. Like, Correct. You yeah. always want to be better. Yeah. So I don't think I would be like, I'm good enough because it would be like, I can be better. So, okay, yes, I might be good enough to be a professional athlete, but do I think I'm good enough full stop? No. Well, of course. Like, yeah. I can improve. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase. Is it nice to say I'm good enough to be on this start line? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really nice. And it's, all, like, it's also quite nice that I'm doing it with uh, a few friends. So I've got another friend doing it. It's also her first pro Ironman. Um girl called Sophie Bubb so that's really exciting yeah uh, and there's another another Brit I mean all the Brits are out here it's, it's yeah great. right uh who it's her first Ironman it's also her first year as a pro so um so yeah there's a few of us that are kind of going to be like sharing that experience together which oh that's really cool nice. that'll be quite rare yeah yeah it's that whole and I think this is what I really like about triathlon and I think probably the kind of <clears throat> longer distances in particular it's the whole there's that like, real sense of like supportiveness, mm. even though like you know that everyone there like you all want to beat each other, but they say you also want everyone to have a really good race. Mm. So it's like that whole you know like you want to help them and you want them to kind of do as well as they can do, but you yeah. also really want to beat them. Yeah. So it's like it's but it makes for like quite a nice atmosphere, I think, at the start. Yeah, races. yeah, yeah. And I'll be interested to see how that goes <laughs> with you being a pro mm. over the next couple of years or so yeah. and hopefully that still continues seems like it does when yeah. you look at like a lot of the pros it seems like most of them yeah. <laughs> maybe not all of them it seems like most of them have quite a lot of fun together and yeah um, or at least you know that sense on the start line seems quite friendly most yeah. of yeah 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 right hmm. ooh, ooh very exciting we definitely have to get this out before race day Ugh, 28th oh hour in the day <laughs> um, we will have to wrap things up yes. pretty soon because you're a professional triathlete Which and you need to go to bed, bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could just make sure you settle Frankie before mm. yeah. she actually she hasn't made a How peep but that might be because the battery in the <laughs> thing has died I think we're here yeah. um, now we did speak about this very very briefly mm-hmm. before we hit go um, and a few people have already asked you uh the name change on social media mm-hmm. uh are you doing okay uh yeah i'm doing okay so uh yeah i've mentioned this to a few people but i think given uh given what i was racing under and well i'm still racing under it but i've now changed everything so uh, <laughs> as we said good to kind of talk about it um yeah yeah so i think uh in i guess in my personal life uh, my husband and i are separating um so i've gone back to my maiden name it's one of those it's like it's obviously not a great time personally but it's yeah. also one of those things that i think in the long run it will be for the better it's like we actually we got together at school uh we've been together for like nearly 13 years so it's been oh, one of wow. those like 
been together for ages. It's been really good. It's just we've kind of just grown apart a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of made the decision to separate. Uh, which, yeah, so it's got, that's another <laughs> another big change that yeah. uh, that's going to be happening. Well, it's kind of happening already. So, so yeah, I think that's, that's the name change. Because I had a few yeah. people being like, oh, you're trying to... <laughs> you trying to create like a new name as a pro I was like because that makes so much sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like why why yeah. would I do that it's um, my stage name <laughs> yeah so I've actually transformed into a completely different person yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't speak to me anymore yeah, professional exactly. triathlete <laughs> so, um, yeah right okay so yeah 2020 I feel like it's going to mm. be uh, a, a big year for you lots yeah. of changes yeah definitely yeah hopefully an exciting year um, yeah and I think depending on sort of how Sunday goes I think uh you know like ideally I'd like to try and qualify for Kona um I think like I wasn't necessarily planning on trying to do it in my first year but then I think given how like what my time was this year it's like actually I don't think I'm a million miles away um from trying to chase top 10 so why not give it a go like I'm not gonna like really chase it hard like I don't want to do loads and loads of Ironmans just to get there but Mm. If I can maybe do a couple and get there from like a couple, that would yeah. be great. Um, I'd really like to get my sub nine. Like I really wanted to get that in Roth, and um, basically like the run injury just meant yeah. my run really wasn't very good. Um, and yeah, like and then just like go and have some fun at a load of races. Like find a load of the middle distance, yeah. find some new places to go travel to. Yeah. Um, see what my friends are doing and go and join them. Yeah. Just have a fun year. Awesome. So after after Busso, after this weekend's race, you've got a bit of time to yes. hang out with your mates, yes. party, relax, yes. and then tackle 2020. Definitely. Well, I have to yeah. say, like, I had quite a lot of partying and chill time post-Kona. <laughs> I've actually been drinking quite a lot of wine and eating quite a lot of chocolate, <laughs> but it seems to have helped my training. So, um <laughs> It's, it's the new way forward. I, think I like so. it. I'm gonna yep. tell Will that he needs to incorporate that in my training plan. <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed you didn't rock up here with a bottle of wine. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's probably best for both I of think us. So. <laughs> I mean, post race. <laughs> post race, I'll definitely mm. have a drink with you. Sounds good. Um, thank you for a making the time to come and chat to me. B for being very patient when things were not working for me and I kept pushing this out because Frankie wasn't sleeping and blah, blah, blah. Um, But thanks just for being being you and congrats, congratulations on a, a big step up. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching you. I've been, I, I, to be honest, it's been great watching you progress mm. over the last 12 months especially. I think – being part of the Zwift team yeah. um, obviously gave you a great platform as well. But um, to me, it seems like, and I'm talking about you, but the whole team yeah. um, really learnt a lot. And yeah. I, it looks like they gave you some really good um, provisions to be mm. able to step up to Definitely. the next level. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, like I said before, I really like the way that you're tackling it and approaching it. And it's 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 great. From the outside looking in, yeah. it seems like it's um, – yeah, it's it's super exciting. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Be good. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. Awesome. Um, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I will see you out there in the next couple of days. And on Sunday, I'll definitely see you. I'll be on the back of the moto.
and because you you're being around the course. <laughs> checking uh, <laughs> don't drop <drop> me cheat <laughs> uh, I'm calling your mum on that uh, yeah <laughs> I'm taking tips from the best yeah. uh, you go rest up thank yeah. you so much super alright Big thank you to Ruth for joining us on the Wits Up podcast today. Uh, We're going to do a really quick turnaround and get this out as soon as humanly possible uh, because I want to get this out before Bustleton. Uh, I'm at Western Australia on Sunday morning. Um, And guys, if you are listening, please make sure that you subscribe to uh, our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it from give us a rating if you enjoy listening to these we are actually going to try and bring uh bring you podcasts weekly i'm going to do my very best i'm not going to fully commit to that because sometimes it's just not going to happen but i'm hoping that we can be bringing you weekly podcasts from here on in um and any feedback please uh let me know send us an email info at witsup.com if you have any feedback or if there's anyone in particular who you would like to hear from please let me know once again send me an email info at witsup.com uh and don't forget to subscribe we'll chat to you next week <laughs>